0: <laughs> uh, if you know if you know where that's from uh we probably had the same childhood but i'm gonna keep that a secret for those that don't know so if you don't know where that's from or where my really really bad cover is from uh don't worry about it uh welcome to the theta game podcast the official podcast at of theta I'm your host, Juni and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions and anything said in this podcast. Future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Costco, PayPal, AMD, and uh, that's it. I don't know why, but I was just, I think I've gotten so used to saying NVIDIA. <laughs> I, I almost said NVIDIA, but no, I don't have any NVIDIA stock right now. <laughs> First and foremost, I wanna say thank you to those that have reached out. Um, through email, through Twitter DMs, through all kinds of different mediums, uh, reaching out to see if I was okay. Uh, I am. I got really, really caught up, but also just overly confident that I could move in and then have the energy to do a podcast episode. Um, and that was just not the case. So I'm, I'm fully moved in now to my one bedroom. I'll be here for the next 13 months where then I'll resume uh, the house search hopefully the interest rates are lower by then or it's it's tapered off at least by then so pausing the housing search was pretty defeating in the beginning like it felt really bad um but i see a lot of pros of just like being able to be flexible or maintain being flexible and staying in the wood bedroom that i'm staying in right now for the next 13 months i get to you know, kind of make the bigger housing decision, maybe potentially with a partner. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll have more information on just like where my parents like health status is in 13 months. If it's going to get better or if it's going to continue to get like a little bit worse. Um, for those that are wondering, uh, my mom is doing great. Uh, it's like now that now it's just like my stepdad. So my stepdad has, you know, been diagnosed with diabetes, which I said earlier this year and uh, it's getting pretty bad where like it's not just like your typical type 2 diabetes he has like really bad nerve pain in his leg um, and to the point where it's like debilitating and he doesn't do it much of the fun stuff that he used to do and then um, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. I feel like what's broken my mom and our depression, and this is just like a anecdotal thing, totally just like my own personal experience, but my mom seeing my stepdad, who is much older, is like 10, 15 year difference or something like that, I think that kind of woke my mom up. And she was like, wow, I have to take care of, you know, um, Austin's awesome stepdad. And uh, she's, my mom is driving now, which is the craziest thing. You know, like my mom, I never thought she would actually just she would drive ever again, uh, but she's driving now. She's doing her walks. She's doing everything that she used to do. And when I pick up the phone again, she's joking around, but I can tell that she is worried about my stepdad. So I've been focusing a lot of my calling time, uh, calling my stepdad first, because usually I'd call my mom and then have my mom hand over the phone to my stepdad. But I thought, you know my, my family's weird we show love in, in different ways like those, those little small things about like who I call first I feel like I feel like matters to them both because they don't really have friends and I don't want to make my stepdad feels like feels like he's you know number two or anything so I've been calling him and you know he I, I'm sure he appreciates me calling him because one of the things that my mom would always make my stepdad do and'm i sorry for this, this is going into the morale stuff but like my mom my mom would always make my stepdad call his dad and my stepdad would hate calling his step or hate calling his dad because his dad would ramble right this is my step grandpa I guess and uh yeah a few not a few years ago but like years ago my um step grandfather passed away and my my stepdad was super sad um and here I am now I'm I reflect on that all the time it's like yeah, I bet my stepdad really would have wished that he called more, and so that's why I call my stepdad more. That's why I call my mom a lot right now because, I don't know, I, no one, no one tells me that, hey, you should call your parents like that. That's not a thing that I'm told. I just do it, and I think I think a lot of it has to do with that that sort of interaction that my mom had with my stepdad telling my stepdad to call his dad, but then his dad passed away. And then now there's potentially some small bits of regret. I don't bring it up to my stepdad, but you know, I do just try to pay it forward by calling him. And then, you know, because there's not, there's nothing that we can do to really like, you know, have that be right again but I can make it right in my life and hopefully my kids call me cuz I'm I'm going to be bored just coding fading when I'm like 60 years old. I'd appreciate a call from one of my three daughters. I'd be happy I'd be down with that. Um but yeah, um so I moved in <coughs> I'm like choking on my spit. Oh my god. Um so yeah, I moved into my I moved into my apartment. Um And I just went on a huge tangent about calling your parents. Call your parents. They miss you. They miss you. And if you don't have parents, you have parental figures. If you don't have parental figures, you have friends. If you don't have friends, you got me. So you should write an email, say something, say hi. Um, And that's a perfect segue into what I'm about to follow up with next. So just, again, thank you all for those that have written in, uh, that are checking up on me. Um, And I'm glad to be back. And we will be on schedule for stream this week. And let's get into the next section. Nice. So I want to go ahead and read an email that I received. Hopefully I could read it correctly in one go. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to start a new clip right as I start reading so I can make a better take. But this email came from someone uh, named B- Junk Bond Jack. And I thought it was just such a nice email that I thought I'd share with you all here on the podcast. Uh, Just so it's like a little little boost of energy that I think we all need these days um, You know while heading to work or starting up your computer for work if you get to work from home But uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty feel-good email and I'd share it here. So it reads Hi Junie Uh, First of all, I hope you and your family friends are all doing well despite these uh, market conditions Uh, I've been meaning to email you for some time, but haven't gotten around to it for one reason or another I came across the podcast in late 2020 uh, and found your candid approach, honesty, and passion for Theta Gang infectious. Although I'm one of your UK listeners, kind of, I'm from an island called Guernsey, Um, I found your discussion and debate around US markets and strategies fascinating and whilst I definitely suffer from a home bias when it comes to investing, I have started some conservative Theta Gang strategies alongside my long portfolio. This being uh, Wheeling DraftKings, um, in parentheses, says uh, U.S. options, much more retail friendly than European style. Although I'm down quite heavily, as are many, uncomfortable with the firm's long-term prospects given how f- similar firms perform across the globe, I'm slowly bringing down my cost basis through modest trades, though I've moved to selling cash-secured puts over covered calls. As my basis is too high to receive a meaningful risk reward payoff, given the current negative sentiment, that's good. That's that's good to that's good that you notice, um, picking up pennies in front of the steamroller for cover calls. Uh, as you're so honest, I will be too. I was diagnosed with S three nodular lymphocyte predominant Hodgkin's lymphoma. Try saying that after a few beers. Early. Uh, yeah, try saying that after a few beers. Early last year, I underwent an operation and, of course, chemo and immunotherapy for four months. I am very fortunate that my treatment was not as harsh as some. And to be honest, it isn't a patch on what the majority of cancer patients go through, though it was still the most challenging part of my life. Throughout, the chemo, throughout my chemo sessions, I was listening to the podcast. Even though I wasn't on the site at the time, I felt a great sense of community during a time where I felt very alone. I am lucky and blessed to be able to say that I'm in a full remission and my anniversary of my last chemo was last Wednesday. I'm off to Canada for a few months from the end of July because life is too short to not do cool things and meet new people. To conclude, thank you for all your hard work on Thetagang.com and the podcast. It's a fantastic community that you've built, and see the notification on Spotify that this week's episode is available as a part of my week that I look forward to. Shout out to anyone else going through the mill at the moment. Keep on keeping on, be kind, and fudge cancer. Yours sincerely, Junk Bond Jack. It is emails and feedback like this that is the most motivating for me. It is never about the money. It's never about any sort of sick gains. It's never about any sort of like like counts, subscriber counts. None of that. I have had a past before where I did care about those things on a different project. Theta Gang from its birth, from its inception, was a very, very wholesome project. Like Theta Gang from the very get-go. I've had like a multitude of projects before... I don't I also don't also want to say multitude. That's that's that sounds pompous. I've had like two to three, like two and a half projects before that have gotten a good amount of traction where I was really into, you know, making making money and um, raising subscriber count that actually did well. And I just found that like, you know, once I got it running well enough i lost passion and interest in it where i didn't want to work on it anymore despite having it bring in like some sort of extra income you know that I could have fun with for my hobbies and stuff um but this type of email this type of feedback is what the Thetagang.com or theta game podcast feedback loop um you know runs on like this is absolutely what is The best part about working on this project or working on this business is um, being able to, I don't know, genuinely help people when they feel like they don't have a community to be with. So that's why I say like all the time, you know, no matter if you get got, no matter if you don't think the same way, no matter, you know, how lonely you are or whatever. The stream is always there for a place for you and I and the rest of the people that show up just to talk and just, it doesn't even have to be about the market sometimes, you know, like sometimes we go off on tangents and talk about houses or, um, I don't know, McDonald's. We talk about all kinds of stuff. And this is just me reaching out to everyone that's listening to right now. If you ever need anywhere to just be with or you need someone to talk to, the stream is definitely something i want you to look forward to not because it's so sick but because it is a place where i'm inviting you and that i want you to be there in case you feel like you need somebody so um junk bond jack thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to write this email i think i've mentioned before on a different podcast episode that you know anyone that writes you feedback in general, whether if it's in a, a really nice email or if it's in a DM or if it's a, in a comment section in YouTube or something, someone is taking a, a part of their day where they can do literally anything else they want on the internet, they're taking time to write you feedback or write you something nice. And I think that's some of the most thoughtful things you can do, especially with you know how limited people's times like time is with everybody else in the world right now just because you have so many things to do and i know that but you chose to take some part of your day to write this in and i thought that was really 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 loving of you and thank you so much junk bonjack and uh i am so happy to hear the uniform mission thank you so much for writing in and uh let's get into today's episode okay so it's been about two weeks since uh you have last heard my voice uh in a podcast episode at least um and i'm going to just quickly talk about bitcoin and i know this isn't a crypto podcast but i just at such an like i don't know it's at such a unique price point right now uh that i just feel like it's worth mentioning so back in um what is it november 12th 2021 which is almost like a year ago not quite, but like almost Um, Bitcoin hit 64 K and that was a big deal, right? It really seemed like sky's the limit when we hit that point. But we obviously only corrected from since then. Um, And it wasn't until or it wasn't uh, since uh, December of 2020, like a chill like two years ago. that we've seen the prices where Bitcoin's currently at right now, and Bitcoin's at 20.7K at, at the time of this recording. So not a whole lot of support at this uh, this price point. I feel like 20K is uh, <laughs> important, but crypto is crypto. Crypto is super volatile. Um, people buying it right now in a large lump sum, I think is volunteering to catch the knife. But if you're dollar cost averaging, then you never have to worry about anything. It's right, so. If you commit to buying on a regular schedule, you will average out and you'll be fine. I mean, assuming that Bitcoin doesn't go to zero. But uh, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Not allow a whole lot of support here, uh, but 20K does seem pretty important. Um, this, How long was it in this range? Uh, the support that I'm talking about lasted from November 20th to December eleventh. So definitely not a not a long time. And that's kinda that's kinda like where we're creating this like this channel in right now. But we'll see where it goes. Um, you know, I think people are starting to also learn that um Bitcoin is not so good as an inflationary hedge. Um or maybe, who knows, maybe that becomes the narrative again and this just was the popping of the everything bubble. Like it's really hard to tell just like where where things are where things are heading, um, and to that this is just a reminder that you don't have to trade every day. Uh, you can of course dollar cost average on any sort of schedule you want. That that I think will always be a good idea, assuming the stock market doesn't go to zero, and you're only investing money that you can responsibly invest. Meaning you're just putting like a little bit part of your paycheck into something that seems responsible. If you're slamming your paycheck right now, trying to prove a point and saying, oh, this is the bottom. Oh, why why would you think this? Oh, fear sentiment is all time high. You're going to, that's where you get got. It's like when you try to prove to everybody else but yourself that this is like the, the bottom or this is the, this is where I look super sick. That's where you get got. Just remember that. Um, So we'll see where Bitcoin goes. Uh, let's talk a little bit more into a few of the stocks that I'm currently invested in and then uh, we'll get into today's topic. Okay, uh, just clicking around uh, my Tastyworks terminal, um, just reporting here that PayPal reports July 27th. Um, for those that don't know, uh, I share my terminal, uh, like my literal t- Tastyworks terminal. You can see my profit loss. You can see my net liquidity. You can see everything. You see all my position, all my trades. Every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash Um I'm currently down 34k for the year. Um, and that is about like a 15% loss for the year. Which is, in my opinion, like quite good. But, um, you know, that's copium, right? I'd rather be green. Uh, I have 412 shares. Of PayPal, which I'm down, um, let me see here, which I'm down 24.4K on. And, you know, I've thought about a lot of different strategies on what I wanna do here. I think dollar cost averaging on PayPal right now does not seem like an effective use of my money uh, when I run the risk of PayPal actually just going all time low. Do I think that that's going to happen? I I don't know. PayPal is heading closer and closer to its IPO price. And it's it's amazing to me that PayPal can generate all this free cash flow, all of this revenue. Yes, I agree that growth is slowing. It could potentially keep slowing down. But the fact that it gets down to IPO levels uh, with this massive run of users that have joined since like quarantine, I... Don't know if I can let go of the shares at this big of a loss, but what I've told myself is, uh, I'm gonna wait for earnings for PayPal, which is July twenty seventh uh, of yeah of this month. Yeah, I just said July, <laughs> so of July twenty seventh, uh, and then reevaluate from there. Um, I I speak all the time about earnings and you know what they do for me personally, and is it's they let me know more about the business so I can make a more informed decision. I'm not particularly a fan of like say for example, you know right now I'm down twenty four point four k on PayPal. I am not the person to then you know buy lots of calls right now to help me break even on PayPal because I know PayPal is gonna kill at this earnings right because I don't know. No one knows what earnings what uh, if earnings will make the stock go up or down. Will market manipulators affect it? Will there be profit taking? Will there be like a different metric that you've never heard of that is skewed and it makes the stock go down? There's many different reasons for you know what happens to a stock uh, like right after the earnings call or during the earnings call or when the earnings was reported. It's really hard to time those things, and if you are in it for the long haul, you should be taking the highest percentage bets as you can, and a lot of that has to do with being able to have the most amount of information available so that you can make the best choices. Obviously, you're not going to make every single correct choice, um, but having more information will definitely make it more probable. So what I'm particularly interested in, uh, there's a few things for PayPal that I'm looking for. Um, I would like the amount of new subscribers to uh, like PayPal and Venmo, new accounts. I would like the number to be higher than the last reported um, growth rate. Um, another thing I'd like to more, know more about just exactly you know what's happening with the Venmo slash Amazon integration um, and what else one more quarter and then we'll stop reporting X eBay type of statistics so that'd be cool PayPal would just be more kind of on its own I think that happens after quarter three um, but I will have to do a little bit more due diligence on that part um, but yeah what I'm not looking for is paypal reporting like a really bad growth number because that's all paypal is really like getting dinged on right now is like the growth is slowing but they still have lots of accounts under their name but i get it if you're gonna flex a PE ratio um of above i don't know 10 yeah your your price for growth that that has been kind of skewed as of like last year, where you know, PE ratios were insane, but people were justifying, like, oh, you know, companies never had this type of leverage spiel to, to leverage software and sell software, the margins there are crazy, blah, blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, uh, slowing growth on a high price to earnings ratio business is not a good thing. I mean, for example, like Square, um, is also not that great of a deal when you're just looking at p and e ratio because they actually don't have one (laughs) they do not make money um and you know the crazy thing is dude square used to be at one point like june 30th 2021 or august 6th it was almost 300 bucks 275 and now it's like hovering below paypal it's at 67 bucks market cap of 39 billion just about the market cap of PayPal what is that PayPal PayPal's market pro, market cap 85 billion so i mean that is nuts that is crazy anyway July 27th PayPal earnings looking forward to that uh, looking through i also have AMD 525 shares and AMD reports the day before PayPal on July 26th I am also down on my AMD position. I'm down about thirteen point seven k, um, and AMD is in a pretty, pretty cool spot. I mean, by cool, I just mean like interesting. I don't advocate buying or selling any of the stock that I own. By the way, <laughs> it's pretty obvious, um, but AMD's um, buyback of stock is what I'm like primarily like interested in. A- Nvidia is doing that too, uh but I just find that AMD is just a-, a little bit more well positioned right now. I just want to make sure that's also accurate cuz I'm about to say that their P/E ratio is better, but AMD stock I it's usually the case. Yeah, AMD's P/E ratio is 29. Nvidia's uh P/E ratio is 42. Yeah, so in terms of like price for growth AMD is just a little bit more fair Um, and uh, yeah so we got a good boost in news um, from Samsung. Um, Samsung's better than feared earnings spur chip stock rally and that happened what three days ago on the 7th so that was Thursday. Uh, Samsung reporting that they're just doing a little bit better than the average um, chip maker uh, from their projected like fear based earnings on lesser chip demand. Um, that was off of the news from that we got earlier that last week about how uh, Micron wasn't doing so well. So Micron sent chips down just a little bit, um, but then Samsung said the other um, said basically the opposite. And so it's it starting to look like, to me at least, it's company by company and like what deals they currently have and whatnot. So I'm not as scared as I am for PayPal, for example. AMD, I will absolutely consider dollar cost averaging if uh, AMD does go down uh, post earnings. I can't say the same about PayPal, um, but I'll follow up more about what I end up doing um, on the podcast episode of the week that I do it, and uh, last but not least, I want to talk about um, my latest position, and uh, it's also today's topic. So, um, over the last like year and a half, um, I've you know dabbled into some of my mom's portfolio and bought her some of her favorite stock, which have done really well and is now like definitely have cooled off from the top. But yeah, I got her really um, into her Apple position, her Home Depot position, and then today's topic, uh, and my latest position, Costco. Uh, I want to talk about Costco today from a perspective that I think you should just put it on your radar. Um, I think Costco right now, just as a disclaimer, I want to talk about the the really kind of bad stuff first. Um, Costco is priced for perfection like Costco is expected to do really really well and we'll talk about like a little bit of proof on like why um, you know what what that what that means um, and so I don't want you to think like oh you know all the things that Junie just said uh, is so true yeah I've noticed that too I'm going to go into Costco no you. you there's a lot of risk when going into Stocks and options, of course, yeah. Yeah, everyone's like oh, rolling their eyes, duh. Um, but really, um, I'm going to be just saying like a few bullish stuff, um, but I do want to lead off with that. It is expected that Costco does well, and it is already priced for perfection. The, everyone expects Costco to do really well. We, I am not... Like one of the early investors in Costco and I found this like stock no one's talking about. No, everyone's talking about Costco and everyone thinks Costco's gonna do well. So if Costco slightly does not do well, there's a chance that bad things can happen. So just wanna put that out there first and foremost. So late last month, I initiated my first Costco position. And on June 21st, uh, I started my Costco common stock position and then I bought a little bit more on July 1st. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I now have a cash secured put on Costco as well. So Costco right now piqued my interest because um, my common stock position is doing really well. So I feel like I have a little bit more of a cushion in case if you know Costco were to start heading down from here, I could do something interesting where I end up just selling the 37 shares of Costco I have to you know, free up some capital, so I'm good and clear for takeoff for my cash-secured put. Um, there are a few things that I was looking for, particularly in Costco stock, um, that um, led me to my first common stock position um, starting and i would just always notice costco was green uh even when everything else uh was red of course that's a hyperbole like i don't know if literally everything else was red my watch list is pretty small um that is that includes like apple shopify amazon tesla nike QQQ, amd spy nvidia intel and paypal um and you know there were like a good number of days where costco would be like literally the only green item on there and I was just thinking like yeah it makes sense that Costco would do well during inflation because people want to save money people want to go get get Costco gas people want to shop while they're getting gas they want to buy in bulk so they feel like they're saving even more money and here I am in this 13 uh, month lease about to go sign up for Costco and I was just thinking like man yeah if I'm gonna be signing for Costco Yeah, I should probably buy some Costco stock, and that's what led me to buying my Costco stock on July 1st, because I moved into this apartment uh, on July 2nd. So, my common stock position doing really, really well, um, and my mom's common stock position is doing really, really, really well. Um, It's like an inside joke in the Discord that my mom has just always a better cost basis than me on Costco. Um, I've been waiting to get in for a really long time. Uh, there was a recent pretty big sell-off for Costco that got bought up pretty quickly. Um, do we head down and continue a downtrend? I have no clue, uh, which is why I'm bringing up that I have a pretty unique scenario um, than someone that does not have any position in Costco. Like I have 37 shares that are doing really, really well right now that I can help buffer uh, big bets like my cash secured put. So cash secured put I have on the table. I also have the 30 for seven shares. Let's go and talk about just a little bit more about why Costco is um, peaking my interest at the moment. So Costco every month uh, reports uh, on their same store uh, sales, uh, which retail stores, like way back in the day uh, used to do a lot of the retail stores have stopped doing that but costco is such a big flex and they they know that they do really well and they're proud of their numbers that they continue just to do it every month so that's really cool i didn't know that and that made me like costco even more um but uh, on Thursday of last week, uh, Costco reported June same store sales rising 13%. So that's crazy, right? 13% for a given month is crazy in this economic climate when everyone's feeling like the like the pinch of the pennies happening. So store traffic surged 10.2% year over year too, and that's insane, right? So this isn't just like a one month type Of, like, outwire where oh, this just July 4th shopping, no, it or yeah, I guess this was in June, so it wouldn't be for July 4th, but you know, this wasn't just because of June, this was more just everyone's just starting to shop at Costco just a little bit more now, just in general. And so, 10.2 year over year is really good, especially when we've had this uh inflationary scare for just about a year, um, or eh, not about years, so maybe since like November. So, I guess, like you know, three fourths of a year. Um, And U.S. core US sales improved 13.2% and e-commerce sales rose 13%. And that's crazy, right? So, you know, when I was a kid, I would have never thought that Costco would be like an online store. Like that just would never have crossed my mind, but Costco is killing it in that sector now too. Some bearish uh, news is the chicken bake now sells for $1 more. Um, it's bearish news if you're a, just a plain customer. Uh, if you are a shareholder, I think you sort of like that sort of stuff. Uh, so now the chicken bag is $3.99. The price of the soda uh, has increased by $0.10 cents, up to $0.69. Cents. Nice. Um, and so, you know, uh, th- there was also all of these talks about... I feel like this gets brought up whenever there's a price hike, but the price of the hot dog will not go up unless the CEO is gone. It, it just will not happen. Now, when you know, you know, if and when uh, the CEO is you know sadly passes away one day uh, because no one lives forever, yeah, there is a huge threat of the Costco hot dog going up. But I'm going to just pray that you know when I'm seven years old uh 70 years old i don't know if i said seven or 70 but when i'm really really old i really enjoy the costco hot dog it's like my favorite thing on the entire menu the second is the churro um but you know i want to be able to go in and get a hot dog for $1.50 it would probably feel really good it would probably you know bring back a lot of memories of when my my parents took me out for a hot dog um yeah, I could just imagine it being really cool. And it, if I could get my grandkids hot dogs for $1.50 and I get to talk about, back in my day, you know, the chicken bake used to be $2.99 and it, it, that, that, that sort of stuff. I would love to joke around about that stuff later. So Costco, pretty dope. Uh, the things on the menu are just a little bit more expensive, but despite all that, their growth is really, really crazy right now. Um, now, the stock price. Has not changed all that much, um, even on Thursday. So, like, you know, you would think that reporting year-over-year year sales growing 10.2 percent and June same-store sales rising 13 percent, e-commerce rising 13 percent. You would think that's like super bullish news, right? And that would send the stock flying. It did not send the stock flying. Like I said, Costco is priced for perfection right now, um, and. It's not something you go in unless if you like really love Costco. And I think once I start going to Costco, now, just because I got, I'm got literally signing up for the card probably today, I'm probably signing up for the card today because I'm going to gro- go grocery shopping. um, But uh, yeah, I'm gonna learn to love it. I remember really loving having my Costco membership when I lived on my own back in 2016. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. And then uh, don't invest into Costco or any other stock really because of someone else's opinion. Like you should definitely formulate your own thesis and reasons why you go in. And we're gonna just talk about a few more reasons um, to think on. So Costco's uh, current dividend yield is 072 percent. Dividend yield fluctuates because it's just amount the amount of dividend that you get. In comparison or in percentage to the current stock price um, but they're like hard dividend I don't know I don't know what the correct word for it or maybe just their dividend because that was a dividend yield the their, their dividend is 90 cents um, per share per quarter uh, Costco has had a history of in the last 19 years every year increasing the dividend so for dividend investors Costco is not the like most amazing stock in the world I mean I'm sure that it's really stable and it's really nice to have but the fact that it's uh, dividend yield is pretty small of 0.72 meaning like you have to pay a lot of money to receive this dividend a dividend of 90 cents or almost a dollar is pretty good in my eyes because I honestly the way I do it is like I think about if I buy two shares of Costco, uh, I can enjoy uh, a Costco hot dog every quarter for free <laughs> and then multiply by multiply by that or multiply that by 6 and you can have a Costco hot dog every month uh, for free <laughs> it's it's pretty cool i mean uh, yeah anyway um, they also have this thing called that's called a special dividend so Costco sometimes makes too much money and they give that back to shareholders in form of special dividend. The last special dividend they did was in 2020 and for shareholders they gave $10 a share. And then the one before that was in 2017 where they gave $7 a share. And for those that don't know, that is a crazy amount. That's a stupid amount of money to give back to shareholders. Now, special dividends are also what they're labeled as, they're special. They're not guaranteed, and they are rare. Uh, but if Costco were to um, continue this trend, there should be a special dividend uh, being issued out soon. So we'll maybe hear on an earnings call soon, or you know maybe it's in or reported in another way that I'm not aware of. But I'll figure out and then you know stay on the podcast. But um, yeah, I think it's really worth mentioning. Um, but it's not guaranteed, so no promises there. Just like Netflix, uh, Costco also has a membership fee. And um, you know, whenever a large business increases membership fees, it usually drives the stock price up. Costco has been asked recently if they're planning on increasing their membership fees because they are due to actually increase its membership fees because they, re- they increase fees like every three or six... They increase them in a regular manner and we're due to have them be increased in a regular manner right now. But because of the current economy and how inflation is impacting some of its customers, they don't feel like it's a good time to raise them. So they've confirmed that in the short term, they're not going to increase membership fees. So if you hear, you know, someone randomly in a thread of like, oh, you know, it's going to happen, it's going to do this. Just know that Costco has already said they're not going to do it in the short term. Uh, but I just thought that this would be a cool point that uh, newer Costco investors can uh, think about as a potential catalyst. Say, you know, when inflation does, um, you know, cool off, or you know, the economy does become a little bit more cool to talk about. Whew. I'm about I'm about losing my voice. <laughs> I'm like drinking this Via coffee and it's like super strong when you get close to the bottom. And um, like, I need it to hydrate my throat, (laughs) but it really, really, it's really strong. So I'm just, that's a little bit of like ASMR action for you. Um, Cool. So I want to say one more, like a few more, I guess just like one more thing about um, Costco. Talked about how it was priced for perfection and I thought what would help Make you understand that is if I talked about PE ratios or price to earnings ratios of other companies in the same sector. So, to put it in perspective, um, Target has a current PE ratio, price to earnings ratio of 12.27. Uh, Walmart is double that and a little bit more at 26.94. Uh, there are a few other companies that are kind of in this area. You have Kroger, the grocery store um, at sixteen point five six. You have Dollar General, the dollar store uh, at twenty five point nine. Uh, you have Dollar Tree at twenty five point four. Um, and uh, yeah, and th- that leads us to uh, Costco. Costco' is almost at forty at thirty nine point five. So put it that in perspective. It's supposed to be doing better than target, basically, um, three times over. So you know, that's just something that I consider to be kind of crazy, is how, a, how Costco could have a peony ratio of 40. You know, Maybe it's because Costco, can survive the pandemic and excel in a pandemic. Maybe it's because Costco can excel during inflationary times and excel during inflationary times, and maybe it's um, their e-commerce sales rising thirteen percent, and now they're a software company. Right? <laughs> it's it's their it's their ability just to just be there and not just be there, but succeed. Um, that I think helps justify that uh, its price right now. But I can also see this cooling off, like especially if it gets down to the twos and it's like in line with everything else. Like if it becomes in line with Walmart or Target and all that stuff. Um, but we'll see. So I'm not I'm not hoping that Costco cools off. But I'm definitely letting you know that the p ratio or price earnings ratio Costco is quite high. And I, just one more time, because I know I sound like a broken record. It is priced for perfection. You're not learning about Costco today and um, you know, you're know you in some like really like early uh, potential way to start a position. No, a lot of people are already invested in Costco. Everyone expects tip top performance from Costco and um, it's just something that I recently invested in. That does not mean you need to invest into it by any means, um, but I think Costco is cool. And that wraps it up. That wraps it up for today I am so happy I got a chance to record I feel good oh yes and um, yeah oh my god I almost become became uh, lightheaded there I took a pretty mean stretch uh, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theatre gang you can email me at uh, at junie at thegang.com you can follow me on Twitter also at Real uh I wanna give an extended shout out to uh, my patrons here. Uh Pocket Change, Avrillian, Mike D, Slow Motion, jay and Symmetrics, Pasture Bedtime, Empty Cans, Mods, norco Royal, Mitch Brady Seven, Upstream Puddle, GJ Wilson, B's J Cam, Statistically Random, Stevens, e- Stevens, Steven Shares, <laughs> Mr. Integrity, Dravby, Island Bell, dg Mac 86, Navlad TC, Maltin, Maltman 1856 M. Hayden, uh, Little, Mr. Sneezy, uh, Menno, Dun, Dun, Girl, 595, Leo, Jetson, Fancy, Wolf Master XC, McFly, Seneca, MMM, Chicken Dinner, Arvid, uh, Arfman, Lord Skeletor, Delizy, Reservist, Digester, Kaput, Restier, Shifty, AG, Theta Ray, ULXV, uh, L. Finco, 4RT, Can't Make Money, IRL, and Ensis 88 And uh, that's it. I'm gonna go get started on my day. Um, I had a bit of a late start this morning because I needed to like just rest. I've had like a very busy weekend and I thought I'd sleep in a little bit, but after drinking this coffee and recording, I feel like I could truly, truly relax. And uh, I'm gonna go do something fun. Uh, And I think some of that is probably just be grocery shopping. So I will see everybody on the live stream. On Tuesday. And if not on Tuesday, I'll see everybody next week on the podcast. All right. Bye bye.